What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for AwesomeO.com, and I am back with my NBA DFS contenders for DraftKings on Monday, January 11th. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so you can get updates to these sim results as we get closer to lock. I will be on our Live Before Lock show tonight at 6 p.m., so expect an update around 5.55, somewhere in that neighborhood. So long as we don't get news right before that time, I'll be able to put out an update. We've been getting so much news as of late that it's been hard to make the post because the moment that I finish the sim, another person gets ruled out and it all is blown up in my face. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Finally, let me know in the comments section who are your favorite plays on DraftKings for tonight's slate. We round out the bottom of my top 10 with Colin Sexton, if he plays, Bradley Beal, Paul Reed, good luck trying to figure out which team he's on, Victor Oladipo, and Cam Johnson. On the outside looking in, didn't expect him to be there, but uh, that salary works. Anyway, who will be my top five plays, my favorites for Monday's slate? It's time to find out. First up, number five, a guy that made the FanDuel list as well. Keep your eyes peeled for that video. That one's out too. Uh, it's Devin Booker. Shooting guard eligibility, 7,900. Projected for 43 fantasy points. His goal is 50. I think he hits the goal 22% of the time. I think he's in the optimal 20% of the time. 36 minutes, 31% usage, 27, 5, and 5 baseline projection. I think their possibility for an extra minute or two, Cameron Payne is out. And the key takeaway there is that the Suns have changed up their rotation. Chris Paul is now playing three stints in the first half and three in the second half. At least he did in the first game with Cameron Payne out. Um, that means that they are staggering Chris Paul and Devin Booker, which allows Booker a little bit more time with Chris Paul off of the floor. That is a major benefit. It's a benefit to Chris Paul too, but that's a benefit to Booker. Anytime that he can get on the floor without Chris Paul, he should see assists go up, usage go up, etc. It's just going to be a better situation for him from a fantasy perspective. Now, with all that said, that's enough to put Devin Booker at the number five spot. This is a massive pace-up spot against Washington, a team missing Russell Westbrook and their previous center, Thomas Bryant, out for the year with a torn ACL. I love every bit of this. I think the upside on Booker is crazy tonight. There are situations where he goes for north of 60 in my Sims. Those are the days you want to get him because he is very capable of it. Get Devin Booker in your lineups tonight. Number four, I'm going to Joel Embiid, 9,800 center eligibility, projected for 52. He needs 56, which he does 36% of the time. He's in the optimal 20% of the time, 34 minutes, 28 and 12 as the baseline projection because most of the 76ers are not going to be playing today. They are walking wounded. If Joel Embiid is in, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. If he wants to shoot, he's going to be allowed to shoot. Nobody's going to tell him any different. That's why I gave him 35% usage. I'm expecting him to be out there. He's like a 1.5 fantasy point per minute guy in this matchup. Uh, the upside is unrivaled, really. Uh, there's, It's not out of the realm of possibility that Joel Embiid just goes full beast mode. I think the floor is pretty low, too. If this isn't going the way that it needs to, I'm not sure we see a ton of Joel Embiid in the second half, but I think that they can keep up. I think they've got enough bullets in the holster to really go crazy. And if Embiid has one of those days where he's trying to keep the Sixers afloat, whew, look out. And now, more Sixers. Number three, Danny Green. Shooting guard, small forward eligibility, 4,700. I've got him projected for 29 fantasy points. His goal is 38 and a half. Now, he only hits that 9% of the time, but because of his positional eligibility, he's in the optimal lineup 24% of the time. I'm giving him 34 minutes. Danny Green will see more usage in a situation like this. I actually have it projected for 20. That's way higher than what Danny Green normally gets. That's what happens when people are out. And he's like a 0.8 and change guy for this spot. 
got him projected for 15-4-2. That's really pedestrian. But because of his price, because of his positional eligibility, he's my third favorite guy. That's what happens when the Sixers are missing a ton of people. And you're certainly not worried about the Hawks defense. Not a very good defensive team. This should be an offensive game. At least I hope that it is. And that's enough to make Danny Green my number three play. He works in shooting guard, small forward, guard, forward, utility. You can put him in five of the eight spots on DraftKings. That flexibility in those minutes, you can't beat that on a day like today. All right, number two, shooting guard eligibility, 4,100 for Isaiah Joe. I would be lying if I said I knew anything about Isaiah Joe. And I didn't play the slate on Saturday, so I'm not even familiar with his name. I know, I know. What are you going to do? Look, I'm relying on the data. The data says projected for 24 and a half, GPP goal of 36 and a half. He does that 12% of the time. He's in the optimal lineup 24% of the time. Played really big minutes on Saturday, and I expect him to do it again. I gave him 34, but more limited in usage, just 16%. So I have him projected for 10, 4, and 4. In a, in a raw data sense, he's like a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy. I'm actually bringing that down because of the usage. So I'm only projecting him for 0.7 fantasy points per minute. But if he's playing 30 minutes and he's 4,100 at shooting guard, then he is a fantastic value. Going to the Sixers guys that are picking up extra run because of COVID is essential to building out lineups with higher dollar guys like Joel Embiid and Devin Booker. So don't sleep on Joe. Now, before we get to number one, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, and follow this guy on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so you can get all of my updates as we get closer to lock. There should be no drama as to who number one is. The number one play of the day, no-brainer, has to be him. He's the most popular guy on the slate, Tyrese Maxey, point guard eligibility, 4,700, projected for 39.4, with a GPP goal of... 38.5. He hits his goal more often than a coin flip. He's in the optimal 61% of the time. I have him playing 36 minutes at 27% usage. That's a 24-5-4 projection at 4,700. There's no other direction to go. He's more than a fantasy point per minute guy when the role is set up like this. I don't mind loading up on Sixers. Tyrese Maxey is without question the best one. He's a no-doubt-about-it cash game lock. Bar none, the first guy that you put into every lineup you make on DraftKings, and honestly, FanDuel as well. You have to have him today in cash games, in GPPs. Pay close attention to the ownership, but he's going to be the most owned guy, barring some really crazy stuff happening today, and I think that is fully warranted. Maxi is number one today. Don't overthink it. Alrighty, guys, that will do it. Those are my NBA DFS contenders for Monday, January 11th. I will be on Live Before Lock tonight, 6 p.m., myself, Greg Ehrenberg, breaking it all down once again. So thank you for watching. Good luck tonight. I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning.